Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 210 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. This week, guys, our first half tasty treats is a full show tasty treat. And Tim, it's brought to us by you. So what are we drinking? <laughs> uh, it's Bluffhead. I can't remember the brewer now. Um, it's a local one. Here, I'll, I'll just talk about it a little it's bit. It's not Matchless, because the other one we were thinking about was Matchless. Um, it's a hazy IPA. I know it's 6.5 ABV. I don't know how many IBUs it has. Um, it's tasty. It's, it's brought to us by Block 15 Brewing Company. That's it. I'm not familiar with them. Are you? Uh, I think I've had them a few other times. Okay. Different random beers. How local are they? Like, are they um, Vancouver, Portland? Let me check it say? out. Um, but yeah, I stopped by uh, Tap Your New Free House where they have very um, well-priced... Corvallis. Corvallis, okay. That's Oregon, by the way. Yes, the college town. Yep. Oh, that's uh, not U of O. That's uh, That'd be the other one, the Beavers, OSU. OSU, yeah. So Fluffhead is a luscious, hazy IPA that bounces a soft malt body with a copious dry hop addition. Flaked copious. oats, copious. English yeast, special water treatment, produce a fluffy round body, generous late addition, hoppy with mosaic, Chinook, and Azak. Azika deliver pungent notes of tangerine, papaya, and spruce. Finishes silky smooth. That's what she said. With just a hint of balancing bitterness. Cheers. Cheers. It is a very full-bodied beer. I'll say that. It's a, it's very rounded, like it said. Fluffy is a good name for it. It is. A little fluffy. It's a little bit of fluffy. Tim, what have you been up to this week? Uh, not a lot. Getting back into work. I'm, I'm missing CrossFit. Like when I as this cold started, I went one time and like I was just dying. And like afterwards, like like it, it just took all of my energy because the cold had already taken most of the energy. I just didn't realize it. And then when I worked out, I was just like, I, I can barely move. That's not good. It's not, but... You need to take care of yourself, man. Long story short, I haven't been to CrossFit for like two weeks now, and I'm really oh, missing... Shit. My body's cra- My body's like, it wants to get in a fight. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not losing my muscle mass yet. Don't worry about that. You're looking pretty skinny there, Tim. Whatever. I'm my same weight. It's just, I feel... Yeah, you just don't feel like... You're, I, feel, I feel anxious. Yeah, like your body's not exuding the I haven't been punished recently. Tim, what's going on? My, yeah. my body's apparently like a mess. Tim's like... Your body's like, hey, Tim, so uh, here's a BDSM dungeon downstairs. You can probably just take me down there and get whipped a few times. I mean, maybe later. So, yeah, because of the cold, like we I had a date night planned with my wife and everything on Saturday. We were going to go check this new underground bar. Uh, like yeah. Speakeasy. Look, mm-hmm. Looks amazing. Is but, that like, the place we're going to Ghost Adventures? Yes. Nice. I still want to go, but like Saturday, we were like, no. And I think the next day, or maybe it was a little later, you were like, hey, come to the bar. I'm at it. I wanted to, but I'm like, yeah. it didn't even sound. That was Saturday. It didn't even sound fun. Like, I just didn't want to do anything. So we like ran into movies. We had hot, warm pretzels. They were delicious. I mean, I just didn't want to leave my, yeah. no, my couch no, or it. my bed. It was just stupid. And you had a four, like an 18-hour day the next day, so. Yeah, which I'm still, I don't, honestly, I don't remember any of it. Nice. That's the best way to get through those days. Um, I, I did really well Sunday night. Like, my percentages were awesome. So, nice. like, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. So, anyway, Saturday we, we went to Redbox. We made a Redbox night of it. Okay, what did pop, you guys watch? Pop-Tarts, because I wanted Pop-Tarts. Um, 
We watched. Yeah, pic- I saw your wife's like, we're having Pop-Tart movie night. And Tim's like, I still want my Pop-Tart. Like, da, she da, was da. Joking. I got my Pop-Tart. She was joking. She didn't get the Pop-Tarts initially. I made a trip just for Pop-Tarts. So we got Pixels and Annihilation. and I'd Pixels ha- is good! It was better than I thought it was going to be. I'm still pissed that they had like cheat codes for Pac-Man. That's bullshit. Yeah, well. Um, but I'm also bothered by the fact that one guy literally had a trophy wife. That's more than a little sexist. Also, I mean, also his, his trophy wife was Cubert, which was fucked up. Yeah, and little Cubert babies. That was that was some weird shit. Spoilers. Sorry. Um, Annihilation did, was. The did other- you like when they start yelling at the soldiers? Because that's like one of my favorite scenes. It was funny. It went a little too long, like yeah. for the joke, but it was it was funny. Um. So yeah, I didn't hate it, and and like just from the previews, it looked like. It was like, oh, we're going to make a movie about video games. We don't really care about video games. We're just going to use it as a trope. Yeah. yeah. But it was okay. It was good. Nice. Good. Um, and then we saw, or I watched Annihilation. My wife kind of fell asleep. What the fuck is Annihilation? It's uh, kind of a hard sci-fi movie. Like, Oh, it, God damn it, Q. Thanks a lot. Well, it's your fault for not turning the volume down. No. Um, don't, so, talk, don't talk to me like that. It, no, it's your fault. No, fuck him. Okay, fine. It's all Q's fault. Yep. Annihilation you. is... Um, it's one of the, like, when sci-fi is good, it's not, it's not just sci-fi, it's not just like, oh, let's have some weird aliens, it's actually trying to address something else by using the sci-fi formula, and this movie was about cancer. That's fucked up. So, in the movie, there's, like, this area that gets hit by some kind of meteor or something, and there's, like, this wall of shimmering that goes up, and, like, everyone that goes through that wall of shimmering that doesn't come back. And so this scientist, after her husband comes back after a year of going in, like as a mm. soldier, he shows up at her house a year later, and she's also a scientist. And well, actually, she's a scientist. He was just a soldier, but she's like, "I'm gonna go in there because he's all fucked up. His organs are failing, and like he'd been missing for like six months." So she goes, "I'm gonna go in there and figure out what's going on." So her and a team of uh, other female scientists. This is the first all female team. They figure like. We'll try something different. We've sent all these men soldiers in. That hasn't worked out. Yeah. They go in. So it turns out, like, within the shimmer, like, um, it's like a prism. And it, it mixes up everyone's genetic code. So they get this, like, crocodile that attacks them that has rows and rows of teeth like a shark. Weird. Yeah. So, like, everything gets bent and bounced around. And they discover, like, they got chlorophyll going on in their veins. Like, their own DNA is getting messed up. Weird. And they descend into like insanity and um, some pretty messed up stuff happens hmm. toward the end. Like really messed up. But it's all really a metaphor for cancer. Like the way that our cells just start replicating so without this control. this is Dad Dragon Cancer, the movie. Yeah, but... No kid. It doesn't deal with the... Well, I mean the emotions are part of it, but it's more like just the relentless force of of cellular growth. And it... Like, it doesn't care about you. Yeah, no, it doesn't give a damn. And it's just, uh, it's it's really cool. Huh. Um, but dark. Sweet. Um, really good. Natalie Portman's the lead, and she's amazing. And uh, Who's that? Natalie Portman? Yeah. I forget you don't watch movies. She's hot, okay? Oh, sweet. I'm going to check her right now. Natalie. And Thermal Grenade, or not Thermal Grenades, um, Thermite Grenades play oh, nice. a big part in this in the story. So oh, the, yeah, she's very t- beautiful. Yeah, she is. And she, she acts really well. And there's more that develops about her relationship with her husband that shows up mysteriously. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's a like a thinking movie. Like, not just one of those science fiction movies like, 
oh, let's have some ray guns and spaceships and like aliens, pew, pew. It's like one of those things that make you think a little bit. Huh. So I enjoyed it. But this is the week where you did a lot of stuff, so I want to hear what you went up to. Yeah, I still did a couple of things off there. Why? Yeah, because the first one was boring as fuck. Um, I talk about boring shit all the time. Why should that stop you? Well, I've, I've been working on a business plan this week. Okay. So That's a lot of work. It's a very... It's very... Does your brain hurt? A little bit. Are you, are you like, um, good with facts and figures and that kind of, like, spreadsheets and rows and columns of notes and... Like... Kind of. Okay. So, I, like, I'm decent at it, and I'm making these from scratch. Like, no template. So, um... It's interesting. Okay. Um, I'm finding out a lot. And uh, so, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, so, I had the doctor call my wife about my son's eye, which I think we talked about last week We a did, bit. yeah. And they were like, he needs to come in for surgery tomorrow. And she was like, I'm at work. You're going to have to call my husband. So, they never called. So, then I called the doctor back. And I was like, uh, what the fuck? What the fuck is this about surgery? And they were like, well, yeah, because you said it's not getting better and his eye is all pussy. And I was like, nope. Never said that. I think you got the wrong kid. So there's a kid somewhere that needs to have eye surgery. Okay, that's terrifying. But it's not my son. That's terrifying. The no, or that, or the fucking doctor like, like wrote some this fucking is 2018. Note. We should have like reliable chart notes. Yeah. So apparently they either like the like nurse wrote down the notes wrong, or somebody was just like, ah, I'm just gonna ad lib. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh. I was looking at the cute baby. So I'm just going to add your son has one less kidney. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great. So I was like, nope, we're not doing the surgery thing. Fuck you guys. Is um, your son's eye better, by the way? It's Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. It's like a clogged tear duct, right? It was just a fucking clogged tear duct that got infected, yeah. They're like wanted to do some eye yeah, surgery. They wanted to give him like a robotic eye. I mean, that sounds cool. I mean, yeah, Does probably. Does lasers? Maybe. Okay. The thing is, like, I like his eye color because it's weird. It's like gray. Yeah. So... I feel like they could probably give you a robot eye color in gray. Probably. Like, green might be harder, actually. Well, then I want green. Okay. Anyway, no one surgery gray, happened. Green. Yeah, no surgery. Um, And then we also went to Kyoto again, or Kyoto? How do you pronounce that? Kyoto? Yeah, that's the one. The Japanese yeah. teppanyaki? Yep. So, went there, dropped another 80 fucking dollars on dinner. What did you What did you have? I had this the steak and chicken. Okay. Did so, you have any appetizers or sushi? Uh, no, but there was alcohol involved. A what? There was alcohol involved. How many? There was a couple. I um, mean, the drinks aren't that expensive. They're like six fifty each. Yeah, the the drinks aren't too bad. It's the meal that's expensive. Yeah, the meal's very expensive. Um, I've and, gone there literally just for happy hour. So the drinks are so cheap. They like make a joke that they have sake in one of their like bottles behind the bar. Okay. And I'm not sure if it's like legit. I've never had like legit sake before. Well, okay, sake comes in many different flavors and... Different qualities, I'm assuming. Yes. And it's probably a very shitty one. Some is very floral, some is very fruity, some is very harsh. Like This was like this is vinegar-ish not I wouldn't start... I We should go to Tanuki if you It was want. free. They were like squirting in people's mouths. Yeah. I got something free. I'll squirt in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I probably love that. Yeah. Look at these dumb... Oh, they make the stupidest fucking jokes the whole entire time. Oh, I know. Yeah, they're, they're super cheesy when they're slicing yeah. and dicing. Yes. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was fun. I'm getting really kind of just like... Seems like everybody I know wants to go there for their birthday or for a special occasion. And this is like the like probably fifth time this year I've gone. And I'm like, all right, motherfuckers, I've dropped like... Almost five hundred goddamn dollars in this joint, like in 
a year. We're not even half. We're we're like half, like over halfway, just barely over halfway through the year. Did you move the sumo wrestlers for me? Um, not this time, but I did drop a shitload of one eight hundred call girl number cards in that place. <laughs> I forget you do that. So. <laughs> There was even some in the birthday card for the gentleman. I gave five to him and then dropped a couple around the place as I was walking out. Nice. So there are All some these call girls in Nevada getting, gr- <laughs> getting phone calls from Vancouver, Washington. Hey, can you come up? I'm like, no, that's yeah. like six hours yeah. drive. This is this is like a like a four hour flight. I mean, I guess if you're gonna pay, but yeah. Um, then we also went over to the. We have a little. We have actually have a couple of parks around our house. We went to a little park and. Played around there Saturday, so that's why that's all I really did. Well, yeah, that was Sunday. Sorry, um, I did the park Saturday. I went and grabbed beers with Tony, um, and he's helped me do the business plan. So we did that. That's when you invited me, and I, yeah. I wanted to come, but I didn't. So we went there, and we had like, well, first off, we started Barrel Mountain Brewing. Nice. And so we, I got there, and Tony had just ate breakfast, so we sat there and we drank two beers. Which, by the way, they have like a really good like new seasonal IPA. I think that. Oh, we might have to go. Oh, shit. When's the end of the month? It's getting pretty close. It's like the 26th Fuck. today. Yeah. Well, if you get a chance to go there before the end of the month, ask for a seasonal IPA. It's very good. It's like a wheat IPA. Weird. It's very good. Okay. Um, so we sat there and we had two of those. Um, and I had some like steak bite thingies. Um, and then we drove around for a little bit and talked. And then we w- ended up at Northwest Liquid Gold and uh, ended up drinking a couple drinks there and having some soft pretzels. It was a good, like, four or five hours of just chilling and stuff. Um, the night before that, which had been Friday night, we did Guy's Night. So I did that for about an hour, hour and a half. But I knew I was hanging out with Tony, so I didn't So are you officially long. transitioning away from calling it Magic Night? I mean, it's still Magic Night. Um, we used to call it Guy's Night to kind of just to hide it a little bit. And sometimes I bring over the Switch and play some of the games I got on there. There it is. Um, so we do do that. Um and then I also installed some new technology in my house, but we're not going to talk about that yet. So, um, that's basically my week in an extremely quick wrap up. Do you have any questions? Just I mean, give me I was notes. kind of I was interjecting as I had questions. Okay. So no. Okay, sounds good. You want to talk some news? Let's talk some news. So who's getting sued this week, Tim? Telltale. Yeah. So this is we talked to about we've talked about this company a lot in the past. Um, we've played quite a few of their games, not all of them, but uh, a lot. Telltale Games uh, does cinema, cinematic storytelling. Cinematic. Like, what would you? How would you describe their style of gameplay? They kind of made their own thing. Yeah, they really did. It's almost kind of like choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure, point and click, and cinematic. But, it, but it, yeah. Um, I mean, they developed a very unique style. It's a very linear, the like, only crossing other, path. The only other game that, like, is comparable to them probably is Life is Strange, which comes out this week, by the way. That or, um, what's the Halloween one we played? Halloween one. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Until Dawn. Yeah, Until Dawn. But that was even more, you had more control over the Oh, characters. yeah, you had way more control over the characters. Um, but, yeah, but still. So we've played uh, Game of Thrones. We you've played several of The Walking Dead. Played all of The Walking Dead. Besides They're probably the last most well one. known for The Walking Deads. Yeah, The Walking Dead, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, Batman, Game of Thrones, Batman. Minecraft Story Mode's got some fair yeah, acclaim. It wasn't bad um, for being Minecraft. I actually enjoyed like the, the writing first was series. really good. The yeah. humor was good. The humor was really funny. Um, 
And then they also did like Monkey Island. They did uh, Back to the Future. None of those really took off. No, none of those did. They, they the see, Walking did. Dead was the thing that put them on the map. It was. I, I kind of want to go back and see what CSI was like. Oh, yeah. They, uh, well, we have a bundle. That has I all know. We, we have like almost all of their games. Yeah. And that's a collection that has an end now because they, out of, the, out of the blue, said we've just fired 250 employees. We're keeping on 25 to kind of wrap things up. But, I mean, after that. And they the, dropped all titles they weren't working on, which was everything besides the final season of The Walking Dead. Well, to get to that, they um, they actually removed the the season of Walking Dead, the final season. Did they? They did. It's gone from PlayStation, Xbox, Steam. It's still on Switch for some reason, but that just might be because Nintendo hasn't pulled it down because they're slackers. Um, so you can't buy the full season of Walking Dead. The so final. this explains why so when they, I was told I was getting a press key, they were like, hey, did you see the Telltale News today? I was like, yes. Would you still like to review it? Yes. And then silence. I mean, there's only 25 people there now to push the buttons. So, um, yeah, this sucks. If you this does, I mean, it it's not extremely surprising. Um, they're very they're very good at what they do. They're very formulaic. They're, but yeah, their their formula never changes. And so you know exactly what to expect, except for different skin and their games come in hot like yeah. they are on really old tech yep. um and you look at the support forums I've, bad. that i've had to go to a couple times when i had issues especially with uh batman not batman oh, Tat- tales wasn't it no it was uh um shoot the uh, game, game of, of thrones, thrones. Game right, of thrones right. I had issues with there's a lot of support tickets i'm really sad i'm never gonna get to know what the hell was in the lost grove i know they should fucking just release that shit just like here's what was gonna happen so there's a class action lawsuit because um, apparently there's a law where you have to give notice, like 60 day notice, and they just like fired 250 people. Yeah, up. unless you're actually closing down, um, you can't in unless they've done a broken company policy, or B you're just closed, like you are done. There's nobody staying on, including yourself. Um, in California, you have to give a 60 day notice. Or a severance pay package. Nobody got severance pay. And that's shitty because at the same time, um, they did a little press release or a tweet or something that said that there was outside companies interested in helping them complete The Walking Dead, the final season, um, episode three and four. So there might be money to finish that, but not for severance for their employees, which a lot of people are calling them out for, hey, that's really shitty. It's very shitty. Everything's up in the air at this point. Um, There is Walking Dead, final season, episode one and episode two. Whether there will ever be a season or episode three and four, who knows? Can you get one and two anywhere though? I believe you can still buy those. You just can't buy the whole season. Gotcha. Like you can't buy the season pass. Gotcha. All right. Um. So yeah, it's really sad. Like, That's extremely sad. Like, I, I don't lo- know what the high point was for you. Like maybe you were into Walking Dead. For me, it was yeah. Tales from Borderlands. Yeah, Walking Dead was like number one and two were just like mind fucking blowing. I really got into Tales from Borderlands. I don't really care about the IP of Borderlands. Yeah, me either. But the the work they did. In oh, bu- building, it was so amazing. The building the characters and the story and like the comedy and the switch between the two characters was just oh fuck. There was nothing like it. Yeah. That was some good... Like, that made me want to play Borderlands. I was like, nah, nah I want to play Telltale's Borderlands, but now nah, I was... Well, we'll get to it toward the break, but I actually almost wanted to go back and play it again. I mean, yeah, kind of. Um, what we, else we got for we, me? We're going to stream it. We never did. Um, so We so, should go back and stream it! 
I want to stream with my daughter, actually. Oh, fine. I might do that. Um, so Sony finally, finally buckles. Um, tons of people have been bitching at him um, because everyone else is doing cross-console play. Xbox, mm-hmm. Switch, yeah. PC. Sony's been the one holdout, and yep. Fortnite's huge. And like, if you have a Sony Fortnite account, like you can't transfer any of your stuff to any other platform. Nope, They've been holding it's stuck. Well, they finally listened. They finally got tired of everybody bitching at them. They are going to now have cross-console play, at least for Fortnite. It remains to be seen whether they do it for other games. Um, I already know, for example, so Fallout PlayStation and Xbox can play together now? On Fortnite, yes. Oh, Jesus. Um, they're doing a beta right now. Um, I know that all they have to do is basically flip a switch because Epic Games like did it like on accident one weekend. Well, that and, no, and it wasn't Epic Games. It was uh, Rocket League. I thought it was Epic Games that did it too. Oh, they might have done it also. Rocket League also did it. Yeah, yeah. I when they first hit, like, when they first hit, oops, the, yeah, oops I uh, forgot to hit the check. Do I not think play with anybody. Totally manipulated to get their fans to scream at them louder. But oh, totally. It, it worked. So that's going to finally happen. Finally, everybody can play together, which is good. Um, it's more and more in the future. It's going to be, it's going to be silly to, uh, to do that. So anyway, that's all the news I got. Uh, Sweet. Telltale stuff kind of bums me out. I'm so, at least we got some happy news for Fortnite players. Yeah, we do. So you ready to do some tech talk? Yeah. You want to talk some tech? Mm-hmm. Alright guys, so this week I'm coming in hot and heavy and opening up some new doors with the... What the hell is it called? The Garage... Gar- garage... Jetic... Can't pronounce this name to save my fucking life. Gay Raid... Rad... Get... <laughs> the rad, rad... The Rad Gay what? The, yeah. Garad... Get... How, how wide are you opening these doors? Pretty wide. About garage door width. Damn. Yeah. Party in the sex. Garage door. Garage. Yeah. 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 Um. So it's the. I don't honestly know. It's a widget. What does it do? It's not a widget. It's a box. It's a little box that does something. That's oh yeah, a widget. it's a little box. That's a widget. Okay. Well, it's a box that connects to your gra- your already working garage door opener. Okay. Easily, simply, two fucking wires. So it's plug and play friendly. It's very extremely plug and play friendly. Um, and what it does is it you put a little set, like a little reflective pad on the garage door itself or above the garage door. I put mine on the garage door. I'll take it down and show it to you. Um, and it shoots a little beam, and it the beam sends you know sends it back and okay. it senses that. Okay. And as long as it makes that connection, the garage door is shut. And then you can push a button, and it raises the garage door. Basically, the, what the two wires do is it simulates the push of a garage door opener button. Okay. And so then it tells it to open and close. What's the benefit of doing it this way? Well, I can control my garage door from anywhere in the world that okay. have a Wi-Fi or 4G connection. Okay. So... Will it also tell you if your garage door is open or not? Yep. Okay. And I have a set that if my garage door is open past 8 p.m., they send me an alert. And actually, the really cool thing about it is, which I'm going to show Tim here, is you have settings. You can change up like how often your reflection sensor is. You can change the motion time on your door. So if your garage door opener is quicker or slower, so it actually gives you realistic response of when your door is closed when your door is open if like say your wife was in the garage like getting something from a shelving unit or whatever and walked through the reflection would that mess it up no okay and it's too high for her to ever be able to do that. i mean you have to be like six something 
And you'd have to be. What if she was getting something from the shelves on stilts? Nope. Okay. Um. So I have it currently set up to uh, alert me whenever it reboots, um, whenever it's stopped, or whenever it's offline. You can also have it alert you every time it closes, every time it opens, or every time it gets back. Actually, I probably should do it whenever it's back online. Thank you. Um, you can also enable timeout. Uh, night alerts. So night alerts enables it from, actually I have it set at 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. If it opens or closes between the hours of 9 p.m. or 6 a.m., it will alert me. And you can also do geolocation on it. So the reason... Why would it move? What? Why would the garage... No, from your phone. So you can set it to within however many meters or miles from your property. If your phone comes close to it, it'll just open automatically. Yep. Okay. Which is cool if you so have... So like Batman where you drive up. Exactly. You... Your garage door is already open. It's really cool if you only have one user. Currently, this is brand new on the market. Mm. Um, funded by Indiegogo. Nice. Um, I bought it off of Amazon for seventy nine ninety nine. dollars I wish I would have known about it when it was on Indiegogo. Indiegogo. I'm sure we could have got a dual package for way cheaper. Yeah. Um, but it works extremely well. It's extremely simple. Um, interface, everything on it. Uh, the installation was simple once I figured out the issue. The issue is this product only runs on a 2.4 gigahertz network. Um, and the setup in our house, unlike a lot of other people's house, our the Wi-Fi system we're going with is a smart home Wi-Fi system, both of us. Mm-hmm. It's and a dual band, but it's, it's a dual band, but it only it synchronizes as one, and it detects what your device can do, and it delivers that band to it. Um, and there's no way... Like my old Netgear router had a, had two bands. It, it had two separate channels. You could channels. have like, you this could have not. like Tim 2.4 and Tim 5. Right. That's what my Netgear looked like. And... The, our Google does not look like that. No. And the problem with it is, with this device, is that it connects to your phone originally mm-hmm. and tries to synchronize with the most, or the previous Wi-Fi connection and then ask to save the defaults into it. The problem is my phone is running on 5 gigahertz, and every time I would try to do it, it would fail um, because it doesn't recognize that there's actually 2.4 gigahertz within that 5. Um, so I did find a really easy workaround uh, using an Apple product. <laughs> they run on 2.4 gigahertz. Of course they do. So uh, I just used a really shitty old iPod I had laying around, installed the app on there and uh it seemed to work great um everything after that it was like literally a 15 minute install cool. so all together i think from start to finish i could probably replicate this in 25 minutes mm-hmm. so um super simple i can check my garage door out anywhere i get alerts on it um and it's just one more added layer of security to my house because i have been notorious for leaving that garage door open uh, throughout the night or just when I get home, I hit the button and it maybe doesn't react or something. So now I've got a fallback plan. It'll alert me before I go to bed. And if you're lazy in your bed, you can check your phone instead of getting up and going downstairs. Exactly. Nice. So, um, yeah. And you know, there's other things on the market like this. There's a Chamberlain one, um, out there. The one thing that I will say that this product offers over anything else is it's a all in one. And actually, right now it's eighty nine ninety nine. Apparently, oh wait, that's because it has expert. No, it's seventy nine ninety nine. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, maybe it is eighty nine ninety nine now. That sucks. Went up ten dollars. 
Um, well, maybe. if you hadn't talked about it, I like, know. Oh, we're cool now. Yeah, we're so, cool now. Plug and play podcast talked about it, so we can raise a price. Thanks, sweet, awesome. Um, they should comp mine. Yeah, they since should. We made them all that money. You should. Um, the Chamberlain and many of the other products out there, unlike this one where it's all built in one, the wireless and everything like that. Chamberlain has like a hub. Think of like almost like our uh, Philips Hue home hub. One more widget to worry about. There's two of them. Two of them? Yeah, you have the one that connects to the garage door. Then you have the sensor across the room from it. And then you also have the hub. And they all have to interact with each no. other. And there's a... I mean, it's more of a sophisticated system and everything like that. But with nah, this one, you can... Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You can, keep, you can actually have up to, I think, five garage doors on this one app. Okay. If you have too many garage... If you have five garage doors... Let us know you have too many fucking garage doors and maybe we should trade houses or something. Maybe you are Batman. Maybe you are Batman. And maybe you should be getting the Chamberlain one then at that point. But I am extremely pleased with this one. I've been using it for a week. And it's really nice and simple. Cause like, Can you look up the name again? Because I don't think you ever successfully said the name of it. Garadget. Garadget. It's like Gadget, but Garadget. Garadget. Okay, that works. I mean, yeah. Okay. How did you get Gay Rad or something out of that? Well, because see, G A R A D get. Garage it. Okay, well, congratulations. Gay rad. Gay rad shit. <laughs> Gay go, rad get. Let's go to break and get another beer. All right, sounds good. We'll so I, I want to set up our break music, though. Okay, okay, damn it. So I was talking about Tales from the Borderlands. Yes. This is one of my favorite moments in Tales from Borderlands. Um, um, this is the opening to the fourth episode. And the game takes three whole episodes just to introduce all the characters and get them all lined up into their main, like, quest. Why don't so, we just watch this and then then we'll just, like, cut it out and then I'll cut us coming back in and we can both just sit here and watch it. Like, I kind of want to watch it. It's great. But I but they can't see it, so I need to describe it to them a little bit. Okay, yeah. So this is all the characters getting into this makeshift spaceship that wasn't really a spaceship before. It was like a... RV or something? Yeah, it like gets, a bus. It gets strapped to two giant rockets by this crazy mechanic that's, like, in love with one of the characters. Fuck yeah! And, like, it's all of them, like, coming together for this common purpose. It's like a fuck yeah moment. And, yeah. Um, check it out. It's the opening this to uh, episode four, Tales from Borderlands. Escape Plan Bravo. Look it up on YouTube. It's great. Really good music. It's an original composition, actually. Back to the top.
Tasty treats in hand. Um, again, drinking the fluffy fluff. Fluffer nutter. The fluffer nutter. What I my butter? That actually is a that actually is a beer, but not kick the can. Shit. What did you just you just knocked over my controller, you asshole? Yep. So we just played uh, well, we'll pilot get wings. That. We'll get to that. Not pilot wings. Pilot sports. Um, but that's not what we're gonna talk about. Not the games we've been playing. We're talking about Kickstarters. You want to? Uh, is that is that your way of saying hey hey Zach? Let's kick it. Let's kick it. Well, Tim, I'm kicking this off this week. Okay. With the end of bad filmmaking. Thank, thank God. I was yep. wondering if we'd ever get there. No, not with uh, our current president. But uh, these gentlemen out of Stockholm, Sweden, maybe Roger knows them, uh, are on a tour to make the end of bad filmmaking, and it's a documentary. And here we go. Maybe. So many mosquitoes. <laughs> Flight got canceled, so uh, plan B. <laughs> making a documentary is hard. This is why we're making a free behind-the-scenes series to give you a real exclusive insight into how a feature film is made. Like everything that has been able to go wrong has gone wrong. What would you do if you saw a bear coming out of here right now? Okay, getting out again. Three hours. You should probably come with us. Good morning, sir. Uh, I dropped my phone, broke that screen. Uh, they wouldn't check our luggage. Did That's you just see that sign? It said Grizzly Valley. Yes! Grizzly. Yes! How happy am I? My name is Johnny from Wallstrom. My last film, The Pearl of Africa, premiered in Toronto and later sold to Netflix. Right now, I'm working on my new feature film together with my friend, Maddie Hapoya. Maddie is a world acclaimed DOP, and you might know him from his YouTube channel. I started filmmaking just because it was super fun, and I learned everything through the internet. But there came a point where I needed to see how other people did their filmmaking process, and that's really what this is for you guys. You guys can come along and watch as we go through this crazy process of making a full-length feature doc. Some people call us hippies, call hillbillies, dirty, but we live here. This is our home. 
and we look after it for everyone. We're making a film about a faded gold rush town called Kino City, with a population of 20. These not-so-upright nor outstanding citizens are forced to get along, or risk killing the city for good. We actually got a meeting with an agent and I didn't know that much about like who it was or Will Smith, Scorsese, Spielberg, all those. Uh, and I'm going there. <laughs> In shorts? Um, yeah, my Hawaii shirt. Why not? <laughs> Through short videos as well as live streams, we'll show you how we shoot, edit and sell the project. Along the way, we give you our best tips and tricks on how you can take your filmmaking to the next level. Bear spray and the knife on top of the truck. Because as silly as this might seem... We've included courses, lessons, meetings and even one-on-one -on -one consultations. So help us make our film. In return, will help you make yours, or just help you become a better filmmaker. And I think it's a really cool opportunity, not only for us to make something and tell a story, but also for you guys to come along and, uh, yeah, learn with us. What's the best thing to do when you meet a bear? Bears have a different language than people. So in order to communicate with a bear, uh, I would recommend urinating immediately on the spot. Then I would turn your back and run. So piss and run. Be a part of a documentary about how a documentary is made. I thought bears chased you when you were in. So many. Pretty much. So many mosquitoes. So many mosquitoes. I don't know if that's the best bear advice. I mean... I don't know either. You, but you were, came from Alaska. What, what do you know about bears? I know that they're big. They can be mean as fuck. And if you punch them in the balls, they're probably going to leave you alone. They don't feel anything like that. Like, you can shoot them and they just keep you coming. You just chop their nuts off and they'll be fine. Okay. Neuter that son of a bitch. That seems like it just make it more angry. I mean, after it realizes his nuts are gone, it's going to be like, oh, fuck, give me my nuts back and I'll leave you alone. I don't think that's how it works. I'm, I, think, I think this is a documentary we should make, Tim. Well, they're already doing it. How much are they asking for? They're looking for $25,598 US dollars. Shoestring budget. Yep. And they're currently at 5930 Big yawn. Big yawn. It's really late here. Uh, 37 days ago. 112 backers. Okay. Thank you uh, for $6 US dollars. Not a filmmaker. $12 US dollars. <clears throat> Get you a preview of the film before launch. Uh, a free documentary masterclass plus LUTs is twenty US dollars, which gets you the LUTs plus power grades um, and documentary uh, masterclass. Um, and the big grandy of them all become an associate producer. Eight thousand five hundred and thirty-three US dollars. Become an associate producer. Be a part of the making of an award-winning award-winning documentary. Join us on our mission, donate at this level, and you'll become one of our associate producers. Listed as such in the film, end credits. See more producer descriptions at the bottom, standalone offer. But you will get all the other digital perks. You will also get a seat at the world premiere, Hotel Nights Also Covered. Alright. Alright, that's all I got for you. Cool. So, um, last week I had a theme, which was terrible Kickstarters that yep. would make you look like an idiot. Yep. 
Um, this week, my theme is um, indie games that are close to being dumb. Done. Oh, done, not dumb. Done, but not fun. I read that wrong. So these are are both uh, interesting games that are are struggling with getting their funding, and they are almost over. So by the time you hear this, there's only like a couple days left to back them if they sound interesting to you. So you should check them out. The first one is called Sundew, and I like that it starts out. Uh, we can go ahead and play it because it's just going to be music. Okay. But maybe tap it down a little bit. Um, the, it, comes, it starts in the beginning. F- please notice, I'm not an English native speaker. There may be some awkward phrasing in the Kickstarter page, but the final translation will be trusted to professional native speaker partners. All right. So the Sundew is a 2D retro-style point-and-click adventure game that will take you into a dark cyberpunk world where the boundaries be could, between good and evil become blurred. The prototype and the story of this game have been strongly inspired by classic LucasArts and CRS games, but also by new representatives of the genre, like Wadget Eye Games, uh, The Last Door, um, Cyberpunk Worlds, and sci-fi authors like Philip K. Dick and William Gibson. You'll be playing as Anna Isobi, a cyber police officer who lives in Shibikaya, the new capital city of Japan. Her job has been currently become incredibly dull since robots replace cyber cops, almost eradicating all crimes. But in spite of the great performances of their AIs, Robux lack one thing they have not been able to acquire throughout the years. They lack discernment. So it's a classic stand, uh, point and click uh, story with mysteries and retro style retrofuturistic world. A nice immersive ambient sound effects with unique pixel art. A myriad of difficult decisions. Um, so yeah, let's talk about backing levels. They are looking for sixteen thousand um, two hundred thirty-eight dollars. They're currently at five thousand and forty dollars with one hundred seventy or one hundred eighty-five backers and only seven days Jesus. to go. So they are like a third of the way there. So they need a big push to, to go over. How that. many days ago? Seven. As Ooh. we record, by the time we post, it's going to be what three? Yeah, maybe two. So I went ahead and backed them. Um, there is a free demo. If you're at all curious about the Sundew, download the demo. Um, maybe consider backing it. Um, you can get in for the game at only. Um, Seven US dollars. You want the soundtrack also, which um, pump it a little bit. Retro, yeah. You get the uh, soundtrack at the uh, twelve dollar level, um, and then it goes up from there. Go to the top level, as we do. There is one left of three, so there's actually two of these backed already. Four hundred sixty-four dollars is the Derosera Nurse level. Um, your name and the game credits, a Sundew digital download, exclusive backer early access, digital soundtrack of the game, digital art pack and guidebook, um, PDF, a Shibuka signed postcard, your name in the game in a puzzle, your face um, in a f- 150 by 150 pixels in a puzzle, your own main non-player character in the game, um, you get to choose the clothes and the style, a unique coded key that opens a special room in the game, and your own building in the game, you get to choose the design. That's cool. And there's already two backers at the level, so that's kind of cool. So yeah, that is the Sundew. Hey, Tim. Yeah. I like the music. I mean, it's all right. This is the one I showed you that had the uh, that one yeah. image of the... Yeah. You keep playing this the rest of the episode over and over and over again. What's your next one? This one. Okay. I mean, it's all right. I mean, there is a level that gets you the soundtrack, so keep I mean, that in mind. I kind of want that now. I could change my back. I backed it at the low level. I could pump it up another six bucks. But does that give you the game also, though? Yes. Oh, that's cool, though. Yes. All right. Well, Tim, what are we drinking? Fluffer. Or fluffy. Or... But but is it like an alcohol? It's a beer. Okay. Well, 
Infusi Brio, world's first ultrasonic infuser. What? Everyone loves a tasty cocktail. Tasty treat. From a margarita to a whiskey on the rocks, it's all about the flavor. But finding the perfect drink can be tricky. Distilleries spend years aging spirits to infuse them with flavor, and mixologists use lots of exotic mixers and ingredients to create the perfect cocktail. We thought, there has to be a better way. That's there why we created the Infusi yeah. Brio, the world's first ultrasonic infuser. Our patent-pending process uses ultrasonic waves to infuse what the fuck is right. into spirits faster than like ever before. Press. What yeah. used to take days or even weeks can now be done in just a few hours. The process is simple. Pick and prepare your ingredients, then add your favorite spirit, vodka, whiskey, whatever you like, and let the Infusi Brio do the rest. The science is simple. Invisible sound waves penetrate and shake your ingredients thousands of times per second. The result of all this super fast stirring action is a perfectly infused spirit in record time. We've spent hundreds of hours developing excellent recipes. You can use ours or make your own. It's all about elevating and customizing your cocktail. Are high quality organic ingredients important to you? Or maybe low carb, low sugar is your thing. With the Infusi Brio, you're in complete control. Whether you're throwing a party or making a special gift. Because at the end of the day, we want to make it easy to enjoy a great cocktail. Hi, I'm Eli. And I'm Todd. And we're the creators of Infusi. Designing and developing the Infusi Brio has been a labor of love for us. We experimented with tons of different designs, materials, and recipes to create something truly unique that you won't find anywhere else. Because life is too short for bad cocktails. And we'd love your support. And when you're enjoying a fantastic cocktail made from the Infusi Brio, you'll be glad you did. Cheers. The Infusi Brio. It's uh, coming out of Ventura, California. Mm-hmm. It is looking for $35,000 US dollars. Currently at $9,920. Um, 14 days ago. Um, the early bird for $39 is gone. 59 US dollars gets you the expert infuser, which is the Brio Ultrasonic Infuser System. Uh, and the guidebook and the recipe regular retail of $69. The Mastercraft is the Brio Infuser System, inf- uh, including the uh, Infusi Exclusive Infusion Guide Recipe Book, Bottling Kit, three glass storage flasks, regularly $89. They're selling it for $79. And the granddaddy of them all, the Founders Club. The Brio Ultrasonic Infuser System, the Guidebook and Recipe Book, Bottling Kit, Three Glass Storage Flasks. Develop a custom infusion recipe specifically designed to satisfy your discriminating palate. That's kind of a weird word to throw in there. What? Palate? Uh, discriminating. You like to be indiscriminate? I guess so. It just means you're picky. Well, you're an asshole then. Um, you will get to name the recipe, and we will share it with our entire community so that everyone... I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I'm I'm gonna to make a recipe called the Salty Butthole. <laughs> For they 299 have, US dollars, you can do that. If I come across 300 bucks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a recipe called the Salty Butthole. Hold on. Are you backing we, it right now? We could back 
two of them for 139 Okay. And... Would they have to name a recipe? No. That's what I want. I want them to name a recipe Can't. in their book, Salty Butthole. Okay. Well. All right, what's the top level? Wait, what the hell? The regular retail price on this is 178 plus. Okay, so how much can you get at just that? 299 What? Yeah. Pay us more. What, what, are you sure there's a cheaper level? Uh, Tuesday party for ninety nine. Oh, we can get it for ninety nine actually. With okay, so you're eighty dollars off without without the salty bowl. Without the salty bowl, yeah. Okay, is there a, like a huge level, like a huge cocktail party or something? Two ninety nine. That's the big level. Okay, that's the big level. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Nighthawks. Is a brand new urban fantasy RPG from Wadget Eye Games. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Nope. They just closed down, laid off 250 people. No, Wadget Eye Games is a, like a tiny company. Um, I remember the game on about. They literally walked around to all the McDonald's and laid everybody off. Okay, fine. You're laid off. You're laid off. You're laid off. And they all looked at him like, who are you? Yeah. So, Wadget Eye Games, um, on about is the game I've been playing. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so, he's he's done a lot of cool point click adventures. And um, including like Techno Babylon, Unavowed, like Blackwell Legacy. And he's collaborating with writer designer Richard Cobet. I hope that's pronounced his last name right. Who has written uh, Sunless Sea and Sunless Skies and A Long Journey Home. And the initial concept for the game came when they were working on Sunless Skies. And he was dreaming of seeing the caliber of an interactive fiction merged with the atmosphere of some of his favorite urban fantasy books and games. In particular, 2004's Vampire the Masquerade, Budlines. And decided he wanted to play that game. Far too much just to leave it sitting in the mental what-if folder. So welcome to the mean streets of a city, grudgingly trying to show that humans and vampires can live together despite the cynicism and conspiracies raging on both sides. It's a place of bleak horror and dark humor filled with monsters who don't have all fangs and a thirst for blood and featuring new stories down every dark alley. What part will you play and how will you... I just lost my place. Well, how will you turn a newly awakened world to your advantage? Um, so basically you play as um, a brand new vampire. Nice. Three months ago, you died, and in that moment, you were reborn as something new, a monster, a predator, not a creature. I can only pray that happens to me. So, yeah, you. there's a lot of choices. You can play the game a lot of different ways, and the game will kind of adapt to what your choices. So it's one of those kind of you know choice games. Um, the video they picked shows a lot of gameplay, but um, I just picked a small snippet of audio okay. um, to give you a little taste. Um, if you can queue up to the spot, I... It stirs. No offense, darling, but I was starting to wonder if I should have taken you. Ah, it stirs. No offense, darling, but I was starting to wonder if I should have taken you to a graveyard instead. Yes, please. I'd go anywhere with you. Hmm. If I was you, my dear little sweetmeat, I'd get back on my feet. Find a job, if you must. Definitely get yourself something to eat. Or someone. I won't tell if you don't. Well, I wasn't thinking of a healthy Caesar salad, darling. Nightclubs are perfect. Or a nice dark bar. A back alley, if you're desperate. Somewhere the little puppets are nice and... pliable. Just don't be too public about it, and... Don't be greedy. I don't suppose you have any... So, yeah, that's a taste of the dialogue. Um, you can't see the video we're watching. There's, like, dialogue choices popping up and the players responding. 
Um, she's very attractive for a vampire. Yes. I bet her bite me. She's a hot vampire. Embrace the night, live the nightmare, climb from rags to riches in a modern vampire in a city where a seeker has been revealed. So vampires are somewhat out in the open. Um, so yeah, it's a RPG that's very heavy on dialogue and story. So it looks really cool. They're asking for 125000 As we record, they have eight days to go with $77,406. So what is that? Like two-thirds something like that yeah um they've got 2470 backers including me um 20 dollars gets you just the game um oh name an enemy npc i didn't see that before that's cool that's cool though i could we can name him q we could name an enemy npc q for how much i've already backed it do it or I'll do this full name. Name it Caduce. Yeah. Name it Caduce. You know I will. Uh, There's other levels going up to the top level. $5,000. Two left of two. Ruler of the night. Take the final step up. Don't just be any old vampire. Be a boss of a district. As before, the character must be 18 plus and will work with you on the fiction with your character appearing in the crucial story scene as well as part of your own quest and storyline. Also includes gold credit card, cosmetic, ruler of the night, Nighthawks collector's edition, name an enemy NPC, and backer name and credits. That is, once again, if you're looking to support it, The Nighthawks, The Vampire RPG from Dave Wilbert at Wadget Eye Games. And the other guy I mentioned, which I can't remember right now, um, out of Brooklyn, New York. All right, so that's our Kickstarter for this week. Sweet. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, Tim, why don't you uh, hit us up with your uh, pilot wings? So, yeah, uh, we played this at PAX. We've talked about it, I think, on the show, if I remember right. Um, it is pretty much pilot wings, but it's called Pilot Sports because it's not made by Nintendo. Um, it's made um, by a German company, I want to say W Games or no, Z Games. Z Games, yeah. Um, and it's it's a lot like the pilot wings you remember. It's set on an island. You select uh, characters. I always go for Tom Selleck looking one. There's a, there's a 007 looking one and a couple other punk looking characters. And then you fly like hang gliders and jetpacks and biplanes and uh, dive in a parachute. Go through a lot of rings. Um, it's fun. Um, we've been playing two player all along. You and me at PAX, you and me here. Yeah. Um, my daughter and I, I need to, it's a lot of fun. Um, it supports up to four players. So I guess it's great. Obviously split the screen into four sections. I haven't played it that way yet. Um, in two player, you still get a really good view of everything. I wonder how the view looks when it's split into four. I have not actually played the single player yet. And so try it out. Let me know how it goes. I don't know if there's a story mode or how, how the progression goes. I will say that the one thing that I, I'm kind of noticing is there's not like things to unlock or like um, awards. It's just kind of all like or done war- for you. Yeah, um, the modes are really cool and fun, but um, I don't know. It, it seems like there needs to be goals or challenges. Or I haven't played the single player though, so to be fair, there may be more to it yet that I haven't seen. Okay. Um, but it is a lot of fun to play. Especially with someone else. Um, we'll see if it's fun to play by yourself. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun at PAX in here. The other game I just got today, actually yesterday, I played a little bit. It's a cross-buy. It's PlayStation 4 or Vita. Okay. Um, it is Time Spinners. And it's... Um, a Not pic- Time Splitters. Time Spinners. Um, it's a... Is pix- it like a fidget spinner game? No, there's no fidget spinners. There's... um, It's a pixel art game, kind of like uh, Castlevania Sympathy Night. But the the thing is, is like you're this tribe that has like a time machine, 
And so, like, you're celebrating your ascension to being, like, this time spinner or whatever. And then this emperor attacks and destroys your village. But as you're attacking, um, you dive into the time field and your mother, like, sends you into another dimension. And so your task is to correct the timeline and save your village from being destroyed by going through time. Huh. So the combat is, it's like a, you know, Metrovania. So you're, like, you know, going back and forth, collecting new items and spells. You get these orbs as kind of your main attack, and there's a more powerful ranged attack. Um, the cool thing, though, about this one is you get like this time attack, which stops everything on the screen. And so enemy can jump and be jumping at you, and you'll stop him, and then you can jump on him and use him to be as a platform to get something you couldn't get to before. Um, but I have noticed I downloaded on Vita, and it's not running super great on Vita yet. Like it stutters so you're like that sucks you'll miss like five frames and like totally screw up a jump so i'm hoping that version gets corrected Um, that sucks i actually rather play it on the vita i think because of the the, yeah because when you blow up pixel art on a big screen it doesn't look as good it's not pretty it looks a lot better on a small screen it does uh like a switch or a playstation vita or whatever yeah so yeah that's what i'm playing game boy color it would be fine as a DS game, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm playing. Sweet. I've been playing Descenders again a lot. So, anything new or? No. I just still suck at the game. I mean, I don't suck at it, but it's just I'm not very good at it. Well, you need to make videos of you I know, dying I, terribly. The thing is, like, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. No. It'd be funny. You're, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've been playing NBA 2K19. How'd you get that? So, they sent it to me. Uh-huh. Um... And I will say this game is like the story mode is not replayable again, just like the rest of them. But it is interesting the first time through, and actually, I actually made sure I sat down and played the entire main campaign. Of is her there career. a way to play it outside of the story campaign? Just like play matches, or I, yeah, I mean, know. you can. Is it um, just not fun? do it that way i mean not for me i know people that do enjoy that um or you can do online and shit like that i'm just not into that um so do you um i just like the rags do you make of riches. Te- do you make teams or you just follow one player basically so like the way i do it mm-hmm. you make your own character and you start from wherever and you play the story mode if you're playing online how would that work you would just play your character that you created and you would just get matched up with people but there would be a whole team involved or just a one character? I mean, I think you can choose 1v1 or, like, 3v3 or, like, an actual whole team. Okay. Like I think it goes up, like, 6v6. When you're playing in the campaign mode, you're, five are you five, interacting sorry. with a team or how does that work? In the campaign mode? Yeah, you're interacting with the team. But you're just controlling your character? You're just controlling, but, like, depending on what position you, get, you do play. You get, do you get benched? You do. So, will you be watching part of a game that you're you not You could, in? or you could sim it till when you're back on the court. Okay. That's weird. So, um, I always sim till I'm back on the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably would, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I've noticed uh, the previous two NBA games, NBA 2K games, I should say, uh, they've made a huge, heavy emphasis on the online community. Um, and last year was just horrendous to the point where I couldn't play the game. Never made it through the campaign story mode. Um, this game's not great at it, but it's playable. 
um, to the point where you can tell all the cutscenes are being hosted off of the online aspect for the way that I'm playing because I'm playing online. Um, you know, you could technically unplug your PC from the internet and start in offline because that's the only way to start an offline campaign. Um, and I, I don't know what would happen then. Um, that's weird. When I tried to do that last year, it literally took out all of the story mode and just dropped me into I don't think playing. I've played any game of any genre that works that way. Yeah, it's a weird situation. Um, I've been in cutscenes where like the cutscene's almost over and then like another player loads in. Like just a random fucking player like That would piss me off. Yeah. It it's not great. Um Is that I w- just in this stage when it's not out yet or is that always? Oh no, it's out now. Oh that no. Yeah. I that would bug me. Oh too no, much. I got this like a like a week after it came out. They okay. were like, hey, we saw you got a code last year. Do you want another code? I was like, yep. So uh, it's fun. I I will say that the uh, the story mode is way better. Um, it's it's more my style. Uh, guy fucked up and makes a stupid decision. Has to go play in China. So like my first like couple battle games were actually in China, and they did a really good job as all Chinese. Uh, announcers from over in the Chinese league. So you're listening to Chang Chong Ma Chong Chong and like the whole entire, whatever the fuck they say. Like the whole entire fucking time. And then every once I'm in a while I'm shaking my head right yeah, now. Yeah, he's shaking his head. Um I, I'm sorry if that was racist to somebody that's listening. Um but they like they'll say like a bunch of Chinese words and like they'll tell you like you can hear like the same inflection in their voices when you're doing something that like the American announcers would do. But then also they say like AI, which is like your character's name in the game, which is his nickname's AI for some. That's 2K weird. always has like a stupid nickname that they give your character so that it makes you feel connected to your character. This year's guy's name is AI. Um, That's really weird. It's very weird. Um, but anyways, so it'd be like you know they'll be doing their Chinese talking and stuff like that, and all of a sudden like AI, and I'm like. Okay, that's dumb. They should have gave you like a Chinese nickname or something like that for for these games. That's stupid. What would a Chinese nickname sound like? Not gonna go that far. Good. Um, I'm learning. But anyways, then after a little like playing a couple games of those, I think as long as you do well, which I did pretty decent, um, you get sent to L.A. where you play in the minor G League, which is the United States version of like the minor leagues for basketball. Um, and you play a couple games there, depending on how well you do. Um, then you get drafted up to the NBA. And then basically the game, the the quote-unquote prologue with a shitload of cinematics is over at that point. And I will say this game is heavy on the cinematics. Extremely heavy on the cinematics. Mm. Like there's a whole entire like scene of like, like a, probably like a 15-minute scene of you playing... Uh, basketball, going off the court, getting on the bus, going to a hotel room for the night, being roomed with a guy, getting in a fight with your teammate because he's a douchebag, and then going outside to shoot off fireworks, setting off the ho- then the- then lighting up the hotel room on fire, like <laughs> burning down the entire hotel to the ground, and then uh, there's another scene of you 
with your team at like a, I think you're like in Chicago. No, you're in Texas. You're in Texas. You're at Texas State Fair. You're like in the minor leagues. So your coach thinks it'd be awesome for you guys to get some FaceTime with the fans. So he saw, he like buys a booth at a Texas State Fair. And like you're literally walking around and there's like a basketball hoop game. And some like attractive girl comes up and you start flirting. And then like you guys play the basketball hoop game together. And then you go back to your thing. And then like you go through a corn maze. And it's just like literally packed full of fucking cinematics out the ass. It's cool for me, but where like, did, where did the corn maze come from? Well, the, you're at a Texas State Fair, bro. Okay. So there might be a corn maze there. All right. I, I, it's was, not da- in the I was down with the hotel burning, but the co- corn maze is kind of yeah. Weird. The hotel burning is like, li- uh, and apparently there's like, there's like you feel like you have an option, but there's not. I've like talked to other people that chose the exact opposite options as mine. Cause I was like, yes, let's go burn down fireworks. Let's fucking do this. And people are like, dude, I totally didn't want to do it. But then he just forced me to do it. And I'm like, well, that's fucking dumb. So no matter what. Yeah, no matter what happens. That's lame. Yeah. So that's what I've been playing this week. Okay. A lot of that this week. Both of those, actually, technically. Cool. Well, let's talk about games that are releasing this week. A Gummy's Life, Nintendo Switch, Air Mission, H-I-N-D, PS4, Creed, Rise of Glory, VR, PS4, uh, FIFA 19 Champions Edition PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Gal Metal, which I'm sure Q is reviewing, World Tour Edition, Nintendo Switch, Hollow Knight, Void Heart Edition, PS4, Xbox One, Metal Max Xeno, PS4, uh, Oh My Godheads Party Edition, Nintendo Switch, South Park. <laughs> I kind of want to know what that stupid thing is. Yeah, me too. Check it out. All right. Um, South Park, The Stick of Truth, Nintendo Switch. The Escapist, the Complete Edition, uh, Nintendo Switch. The Walking Dead, Final Season, Episode 2, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Think of the children, Tim, Switch. This is the Police 2, PC, PS4, Xbox One. It should be more like a... Like a Think of the... Or... Wait. This is the Police 2. PC, PS4, Xbox One. The Ultimate Chicken Horse, Nintendo Switch. Valkyrie Chronicles 4, PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. Uh, Snake vs. Snake, Nintendo Switch. Uh, Always Awakening, Nintendo Switch. Armorello, Nintendo Switch. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, PC, PS4, Xbox One. I'm going to have to pick that up. I have to decide whether I want to do PC or PS4. Morhone. Wanted. Switch. What the fuck? I just paid Hulu. You did? Apparently. All right. Pilot Sports, Nintendo Switch. Yes. Rise and Shine, motherfucker. Nintendo Switch. Towerfall, Switch. Wandersung, PC, PS4. Don't you have Towerfall on, like, your fucking Ouya or something? I do. I really do. Whispering Willows, Nintendo Switch. Dragon Ball Z, Fighter or Dragon Ball Fighter Z Nintendo Switch Demons Crystal Switch. Oh my god, I got Demons Crystals on PS4. That's a weird game. That's a weird game. FIFA 19 PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. For Forza Horizon 4 Ultimate Edition PC, Xbox One. Jake Hunter Detective Story Ghost of the Dusk 3DS and Monsters Loves You. Switch. Switch. So I just sent you a video of Oh My Godhead, whatever. So oh, yeah. we can check, check that out. out. So 
switch. Grab three of your friends. Don't forget the joy cards. Oh, 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 oh. Four player action with added god heads. Careful though, these heads come with some ungodly powers. Team up and battle it out, trying to get that god head onto your plinth. Or be king of the head and hold on to that head for as long as possible. Fed up the of fighting for heads? Head. Fight for your own and be the last man standing. Keep getting the beat by heads. that one friend. Then train in the Tower of Trials, by yourself or with a buddy. With 12 game-changing locations, heads. 11 godheads to fight over, and 30 controller-breaking trials to join in on. Play for fun. Play for style. Play for bragging rights. Oh my godheads. Available now on Nintendo eShop. I can't want to play this. It looks fun. If it's like 10 bucks, I'd say go for it. I, I I wouldn't pay more than twenty for that. It looks like a good party game. A lot of different modes. Um, silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should combine our Joy-Cons at some point to get, play some of these games. We should. You're gonna get Mario Party, right? Yeah. So you almost need me to bring over my Joy-Cons at some point. I mean, I'm buying more Pro controllers, but yes. I don't. No, it doesn't work with Pro controllers. What? You need to look into this, son. What? It, it only works with Joy-Cons. What only works with Joy-Cons? Mario Party only works with Joy-Cons. You need to look up, look, look into that. Alright. Pro controllers do not work. It does not work in handheld mode either. You have to play with Joy-Cons. It's dumb as fuck. I'm surprised you didn't know it's that. It's dumb as fuck. It's kind of like going back to the Wii model, you know? Well, I might have to go buy, buy more Joy-Cons then. And the fucking little stupid ass dick cradle thing that drops into <laughs> what 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 dick cradle are you talking about? The plastic thing. They're like has a little. Penis now I kind of I want a dick cradle. Yeah. I want something to hold. Just you know. I mean, technically, you can strap that underneath your legs and. What are you dick talking cradle. about? What's a dick cradle? The, the Joy-Con dick cradle. I have no idea what you mean right now. It's a Joy-Con dick cradle. Don't worry about Do you mean a charger? Yep. No, no. The Joy-Con dick can the thing that puts them together. Oh, okay. You mean the controller housing? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, it doesn't work with that. You have to literally, like we were playing pilot sports. Oh, that's dumb as that's, that's fuck. That's how you play Mario Party. That's fucking dumb. No, that's dumb as fuck. That's how it's played. All right, fuck that. Until next week, guys. Don't forget to. I just ruined Mario Party for Zach. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash Pokemon Show. I Twitter and life. Instagram at Pokemon YouTube.com forward slash Pokemon Gamer. The Buzzmaster. Stealing Zach's joy. Tim is now offline. And until next week, don't forget I to rhyme and shine. And apparently fuck Mario Party. Fuck Nazis.